Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency update. Today is Monday, July the 18th. My mission as your member of the Legislative Assembly for Cumberland North is to fully and purposely represent you, the people of Cumberland North. I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty and empowering all people, each and every person. I build with you on the pillars of the strength of our veterans, excellence in health care, reducing poverty, caring for our Mother Earth, entrepreneurship and business, and arts and culture. Well, one year ago today, the election was in full swing. It's hard to believe that it's already been a year, but a year ago I was pounding the pavement, putting up hundreds of signs along with my team and asking you for your support to be your representative in the Nova Scotia legislature. It was a 31 day long job interview and I was so, so happy and proud to be elected as your representative of Cumberland North. So I wanted today uh, to say thank you Thank you for your loyalty. Loyalty loyalty is a virtue that is often not talked about. And today I want to talk about it for a moment and just remind us all the importance of it. I looked up what is the true definition of loyalty and it says loyalty is constituted centrally by perseverance in an association to which a person has become intrinsically committed as a member of their identity. Its pragmatic expression is found in close relationship to which loyalty is integral. But many other relationships and associations seek to encourage it as an aspect of affiliation or membership. Families expect it. Yes, that's right. Families expect loyalty. Organizations often demand it. And countries do what they can to foster it. So that's just a little blurb about loyalty today. But I can tell you, uh, as someone who has experienced both betrayal and loyalty, uh, never underestimate the power and the strength and the value of loyalty. So a year ago, uh, I was asking for your support, and I want today to say thank you for that. Last week in politics was a busy one. I had the pleasure of touring the Pugwash Salt Mine. It was actually the third time that I've had this opportunity. The first one was when I was a teenager. Wesley Blair and I represented Pugwash District High School and went underground to help record a educational video for the Department of Education back at the time. That would have been Ooh, that would have been back in 1987, 1986 or 1987. So then back when I was elected, first elected in 2017, the CEO of the mine at the time, Alexandra, he invited me to come and do a tour of the mine. And then most recently on Friday, I joined the Mining Association, uh, led by Sean Kirby, who's just an incredible representative of the Mining Association, for a tour underground. We were joined by MLA Keith Irving from the Valley, as well as uh, our Member of Parliament, Dr. Stephen Ellis and his staff, Kevin. And we went 1,310 feet underground. It was incredible. I was told that the mine actually goes another 20 feet. We saw that, but where our feet were actually planted was at 1,310 feet 
underground. It was just incredible. We received a very educational tour led by geologist Edwin McDonald, and Edwin lives in New Glasgow. And I told him one of my goals is to find a way to get him and his family to move right here to Cumberland County so we can reduce his commute and reduce the amount he has to pay in gas every day to travel to work. And he said, well, he needs to have more restaurants in Pugwash. So if any of you that are listening today are entrepreneurial and interested in starting a restaurant or a pub in Pugwash, uh, now is your time. There is a lot of buzz. There's a lot happening in Pugwash right now, and this is the opportunity. Geologist Edwin McDonald was um, joined by engineer Dane Henderson, and together they uh, led us through the mine and taught us much. I loved seeing many of my constituents, like Kevin Wells underground, as well as Michael Purdy and Myron McKenzie. Now, Michael and Myron were actually above the ground. They were, um, well, Myron is the one that suited us up for all of our safety gear. And Mike Purdy actually runs the shaft and very, very important work. And he runs that and controls the shaft that, that brings uh, people up and down from underground as well as the material and the salt itself. I also was able to see Troy Dickinson and m many of you listening will know his parents. They live in Linden on the Casey Road and Troy's worked underground for for many years. It was great to see him as well. I also got to meet Jimmy Doyle who is not my constituent but he's close. He lives in Tatamagush so that's under, under Tom Taggart's area, Colchester North, but hey we're all neighbors and friends. The men and women that work at this salt mine in Pugwash save Nova Scotians' lives. Yes, they save lives. So I'm so proud of the people and proud of this mine. Every time I go, I learn more. For example, there's huge fans underground that bring in 250,000, yes, 250,000 cubic feet of air, fresh air, per minute into the underground. They're huge, they're loud, and they keep the air fresh for the miners. There's also another pathway, a ventilation system, that removes the exhaust air from the mine. Mining is capital heavy, meaning there's huge capital costs for the equipment. For example, one of the new carbide cutters they just bought uh, cost $2 million alone. $2 million for one piece of equipment. All the machinery has to be taken down into the mine through the shaft. And so when they buy a piece of equipment, they actually have to cut it into small pieces put it in the shaft, take it underground, and then underground, they piece it all back together like a puzzle and weld it and hope that it's gonna last many, many years. So it's huge, huge costs in mining. And uh, it was incredible really to see it all. The Pugwash salt mine does save lives. And I'm so proud of the workers that keep this mine going. We're told that there's enough salt in the mine for um, another couple generations. So let's, let's keep it going. About 20 months ago, the Pugwash Salt Mine changed ownership, and it's now owned by a company called Kistner. And Kistner is a producer of, of, and supplier of salt, and it's controlled by the holding company Stone Canyon out of California. So if anyone's interested in learning more about the Pugwash Salt Mine, just contact my office and I will give you uh, any information that you're looking for. Healthcare continues to be a hot topic, both here locally as well as really nationally and I'm so glad to see finally see the national focus being placed on our broken health care system really we've seen it here in Nova Scotia for a few years possibly leaving the country due to our older age demographic federal funding of health care does not take into account age 
So Nova Scotia has been significantly underfunded by the federal government for health care for years. This is very significant. Provincial governments are responsible for managing and, and administrating the health care, but most health care dollars are needed in our sunset years of life. Nova Scotia became a good place to retire, attracting an older population over the years. And the pandemic really added the weight that broke the camel's back. And now we are seeing cracks turn into full fissures, exposing the fullness of the quagmire that we are in. Now, no offense to the current CEO of Nova Scotia Health. Remember that Prim Premier Tim Houston appointed a CEO after dismantling the board of directors for the Nova Scotia Health Authority. Now, many people felt that that was necessary and needed. However, I would suggest that a CEO of a healthcare system requires leadership that has healthcare education as well as healthcare experience working in the healthcare system. The most basic principle that should lead a healthcare system is simple the patient and the family should be at the center of every decision. All healthcare and all healthcare systems decisions must have the patient and the family at the center. By placing the patient and their family at the center of all decision making, we can prevent illness, we can heal disease, and we can provide effective care to those in need. Keeping the patient and the family at the center and following the these changes will be steps in the right directions. Number one, valuing, respecting, and appreciating all healthcare workers. Number two, allowing healthcare professionals to work to full scope of practice to create efficiencies. Number three, change education of healthcare professionals to directly reflect hands-on real clinical practice needs. Stop giving academics all the control of deciding the education of healthcare professionals. Number four, accountability for money paid to private sector for services with an expectation of meeting all key performance indicators. Number five, make health promotion, prevention of disease, and early screening a priority through annual physicals and education. Number six, governance structure changes that will produce effective local decision making. We've seen this time and time and time again that people sitting in an ivory tower office in Halifax cannot make effective decisions for local regional hospitals, regardless of where it is in the province, whether it's Yarmouth or Sydney or Cumberland County and the one we see at Amherst or in Napan. Number seven, remove ineffective bureaucracy that inhibits effective patient care, patient and family care. So we do have that. We do have ineffective bureaucracy right now within our healthcare system that must be changed. So this is just a start and over the next few weeks I'm going to be sharing more in depth on how Nova Scotia and all healthcare systems can provide more effective, compassionate care to patients and their families. I do believe this public healthcare system can be fixed. I believe that we can have an effective world-class healthcare system in Nova Scotia, the Maritimes and throughout all of Canada. But it needs to be managed efficiently with accountability standards, just like the private sector. Those of us that have owned our own businesses are just appalled by the inefficiencies of government and the lack of accountability and common sense that we see day to day. Now, some of you listening that don't know me may think, 
How does she know what she's talking about? Well, I have been a registered nurse since 1991, and I've worked in both Canada as well as the United States. Within Canada, I've worked in Ontario and Nova Scotia, and within healthcare, I've worked in operating rooms, recovery rooms, cardiology units, infectious disease units, dermatology, family practice, long-term care nursing homes, prenatal education. I was an instructor for NSCC, Practical Nursing Program. I taught an LPN leadership course. I opened the first collaborative practice in Amherst, including a walk-in clinic back in 2002. Started a business that provided physician management services in 1999 and helped to recruit many, up to 13 physicians right here to Cumberland County. And I've been married for 31 years to an incredible man who's been practicing family medicine and obstetrics for 30 years. So I have learned a lot just through our marriage and our working together. We both care about people, families, and our community. I also completed an EMBA with an executive master's of business administration about 10 years ago. And I've been representing the people of Cumberland North in the Nova Scotia legislature since 2017 in hopes of making legislative changes to improve our healthcare system. I know it's possible and I will not give hope, give up hope in this important area. So that's a little bit about healthcare today. Uh, I do want to mention a couple of other issues that came up um, that were a main focus last week. One was the roads. I'm getting uh, many, many calls with people calling with frustration regarding the condition of roads and roadsides this summer. In fact, I'm receiving the most calls that I've received since being elected in 2017. I have spoken with Public Works. They are having some challenges getting staff and they've also been having some equipment problems that have delayed getting roadsides cut and ditches cleared. But you and I both know this has been an ongoing problem and we need to seek solutions that will produce better outcomes. And recently, last week, I was over in Prince Edward Island and I'm always amazed at the incredible uh, condition of their roadsides. I can tell that this work uh, and what is accomplished in Prince Edward Island is both a combination of the government doing a, um, a much improved job with manicuring and uh, taking care of the roadsides, but it's also the people. I can tell that when you are driving by the properties, the pride and the work that the local people take in their properties and, and even manicuring their own ditches and roadsides really makes a difference as well. So I'm actually, on, on that note, going to take more effort and make more effort in my property and my roadside along Trunk 6 and we'll be doing what I can to manicure that and asking each and every citizen and constituent of Cumberland North to do the same and together let's work with our people in public works. I know they're underfunded. I know that they're good women and men that work in our local area here in Cumberland County for public works and I know that often they don't receive the equipment or the funding that they need and require to create the conditions that you and I expect in our area. So let's do what we can to work with them to produce the results that we want so that we can be proud of the beautiful area that we have. And when tourists come, we can be proud to show off our beautiful area. Uh, another note, another uh, highlight of last week 
Last Tuesday, we saw, a, I believe it was Tuesday, we saw another large power outage throughout uh, this area. So over 7,000 Nova Scotia Power customers were once again left without any electrical power for several hours. The, this area was from Amherst to the, south, to the shore area. And this has actually happened several times over the last six months. I have spoken with officials with from Nova Scotia Power about it, but I, in response to the, the outage last week, which we cannot blame on weather or hurricanes or storms, because it was a beautiful sunny day without any wind, uh, I have requested another meeting to really try to drill down into what needs to be done to improve this and to, to reduce the number of power outages that we are having in our area. I want you to also help me. I want you, uh, whether you are a residential customer or a business customer of Nova Scotia Power, I'd like you to send an email to them as well as copy me showing how this power outage negatively affected you. For example, I spoke to several businesses last week that had to send all their employees home, which means they have zero revenue coming in, they, yet they have the same overhead and same overhead expenses. So it's very, very frustrating for business owners. I was a business owner for 20 years. I remember what that was like and how frustrated I was when I would have to send employees home because we had a power outage. So I'm requesting you to send an email to Nova Scotia Power explaining how the power outage negatively impacted you and your business or you personally. The email address is home at Nova Scotia, sorry, nspower.ca. So H-O-M-E at N-S-P-O-W-E-R dot C-A. And please copy me in the email. And my email address is Elizabeth period Smith hyphen McCrossan at Nova Scotia dot C-A. If you want that information, please send uh, or call my office and we'll be happy to give that to you. Uh, I'm going to, there's so many other things I could talk about with you today, but I also realize that I'm getting down on time. So I will mention some birthdays, uh, people that are celebrating birthdays this week. Happy birthday to Patricia Spicer. Today is Patricia's birthday. If you know Patricia, please take some time to wish her a happy birthday, as well as Abby Fisher and Mike Allen is celebrating today. On Tuesday, the 19th, Hazel Sellers and Crystal Wheaton are celebrating birthdays. On Wednesday, Roger McDonald, sorry, Roger Mundell of the Pogwash area is celebrating a birthday. And Thursday, Lisa Allen. Friday, Rob Foster. On Saturday, Savannah Hathaway and Marcus Cormier. Anyone else celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week, uh, I'm wishing you best wishes and hope that you take time to celebrate with your loved ones. I would like to send my condolences to anyone that has lost a loved one this week uh, or recently. And having recently lost our Kate Saxon, uh, it just really, really brings home how, how difficult grieving is and how much it Im impacts our hearts. So I want to send my condolences to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including uh, heartbreakingly the family of Rebecca Katie Stone. 21-year-old 21 woman, young woman who's battling cancer and lost her battle to cancer last week. And I'm, my heart just goes out to Rebecca, or they call her Becca's parents. So uh, my sympathies to the family, as well as to the family and friends of Elizabeth Mary Mutry, Allison William Lorette, Bev Legier, Cora Hazel Donkin, and Shirley Pollock. 
Anyone else who has lost a loved one recently, please accept my condolences at this time. I would like to thank CFTA 107.9 and Mr. Ron Bickle and his team there for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. And I really uh, hope that all of you listening today are getting an opportunity to get out of your homes after two long years of being uh, restricted in our movement and where we could go. I really hope everyone is getting out of their homes enjoying some sunshine, taking long walks, and getting uh, back into enjoying some social activity with family and friends. Uh, if you need me as your MLA in any, re in any way, for any reason, please contact me. My office is 902-661-2288. My email address is elizabeth.smith-macrossan at novascotia.ca. And reach out anytime. I'm here to serve you. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great week.